Contained herein are the heresies of Radolf Burntwine, erstwhile monk-turned-traveling medical investigator. Join me as I uncover the blasphemous truth of a plague-ridden world, that ours is not a loving God, and we are not its favored children. The Heresies of Radolf Burntwine, coming January 2nd, wherever podcasts are available. Stephanie Megan, you're listening to Broke Girl Therapy. Therapy is too expensive. You're listening to Broke Girl Therapy. 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 Right? Oh, it was my nails. Like, what just flew? It was my press on. It's okay. It's okay. My nails are chipping. I was praying that they would stay. I did it myself. Oh, they're cute. I always do my nails myself, too. I love it. Well, this is press press ons. I don't. I, really I do like. press ons. I love the press it's ons. Just, you know what it is? I don't know. If, since you have ADHD too, I yeah. can't like sit in the salon for like an hour. Yeah, getting my nails done. For me, it's like I just do them good myself. So like, why would I pay? I feel like that there about food too. Like, if I'm gonna go to a restaurant, oh. I do not want to pay for something I can make because I'm a pretty good cook. You're a good cook. Yeah, which okay. I actually don't like telling people because I don't. You want them to like ask? I don't want them to know. <laughs> But I feel like that's such a like wifey, like good trait to have. Like, oh, but I'm not here for the wife life. Right, right, right. Like, okay, and that's that's the thing for me. Like, I, you know what? If I tried, mm. I am a good cook. Yeah, I just don't enjoy cooking. Mm. Like, if I put in the effort and I need to like survive and make yeah. something and whoops, something yeah. good. Or if I'm like inspired to make something, I can make it good. It's just yeah. like I don't like doing it. Yeah. So yeah. it's like a whole. That's a whole art. It is. Oh, it totally yeah. is. No, my uncle was a chef in Paris and my dad is really a really good cook. So I think oh. that's how I, I got it. Um, my sister. It's, in, the, it's is, in your blood. Yeah. Well, it was in one of our bloods. <laughs> Why your sister? I don't know. Well, I'm sure she's a good cook. She just doesn't want to. Okay. So, yeah. You know. Kind of like me. Yeah. And I feel like you have to be like really bad to be a bad cook. Like, yeah. like you have to like actually try. Like, I don't know. I've heard from Beyonce's own mouth that she's a bad cook. Like, oh, really? Yeah. Well, good. Because Which, she's like, great at everything I else. I know, right? Like, I'm I like, thank need. God. Yeah. Like, thank you for being Let vulnerable, Beyonce. <laughs> <laughs> like, she's great at everything. If it's one bad thing, that's fine. Yeah. But also, that makes me feel good because I feel like, you know, I, I always felt uh, one of my biggest insecurities growing up was, like, I wasn't really, like, the wifey cliche mm. wifey material because I'm not mm. a good cook I'm not clean yeah. I'm not organized I'm yeah. like but I'm passionate and I'm driven and I'm like yeah. an entrepreneur bad bitch you know but which like, is falling into your north node in Capricorn because in this life you need to be a bad bitch you need to be a boss yes thank you yeah so Period. fuck that other noise yeah thank, I mean I found someone who like and, supports and me if you were in if okay if you're a Capricorn in your last life according to astrology you were a cancer which is the archetype of the mother so in your most recent last life you probably were good at all those things which is why in mm. this life you don't really have time for it yeah Danny also said he's like I think probably in your past life you were a mother and you didn't have a career and you mm-hmm. probably just like were like a stay-at-home mom mm-hmm. and like did all the things mm-hmm. and like now you're like doing the opposite of what you did yep which I do feel like that in a sense because I've always feel like I've been rebelling against that kind of like ideal of a woman even though mm-hmm. it's like me too yeah I think that's why I have such an aversion to like even the word wife like I yeah. of course want a life partner and I'm like great at relationships but right. like I don't none of that 
activates anything romantic or exciting for me, you exactly. know? And then I lie about being able to cook. Yeah. <laughs> like, I'll make you popcorn, you bitch. I mean, like, I lie about being able to cook sometimes. Oh, like, we're perfect together. Yeah, like, I'd be like, because oh, like, uh, I was the one that guys always ask, like, oh, like, do you know how to cook? Like, do you cook? Which is why I, won't, I don't tell people because I get, I resent that, you yeah, know? that's good. For me, I resented it, but I just... Then you wanted them, them to like sandwich. me, so yeah. be like, yeah, like, let me poison you. Yeah, <laughs> like yeah, like I like I like cook myself dinner. You know, it's just like they're like, ooh, like so you cook. I was like, yeah, it was like, you know, it wasn't that great. But anyways, yep. let's plug, let's plug ourselves. <laughs> um, hi guys, it's me Stephanie Megan, your host of Brooklyn Therapy, and we have the lovely Nadej back in the motherfucking garage. Gay Ridge. It's the Gay Ridge because I'm here yes. and I'm gay in case you didn't get yes. that. <laughs> <laughs> I think, we, I mean, you're gay. Yeah. You remember, I remember what you said because, uh, uh, <laughs> I love you so I think you're gay. I think you're gay. I think you're gay. Um, gay enough. HK, we did a video where he was like, um, oh, because someone said like, oh, I'm a... Uh, I live in LA and I'm a Sag. And then HK was like, oh, she's a Sag. I'm a Fag. And then you commented being like, I'm a Sag and a Fag. Yeah. <laughs> it was one of the best moments of my life. Yes. You're yeah. like, I can relate. Yeah. So yeah. Um, well, speaking of relationships, let's dive yeah. into you. Because you just yeah. like spilled the tea when you came here that you're like newly single. And the last yeah. time I saw you, you were in a relationship. I thought you guys like. Walk, walk, walk. Actually, the day that we had, we met and I filmed my first episode with you. She asked me to be her girlfriend that day. Oh, really? And it was so cute. We went on these boats. She surprised me. She. Whenever you, yeah. like, you were like, I'm obsessed with her. I love I am. her. And I know. Then... Didn't you ask me, like, are you fantasizing about anyone? I was like, no one but her. Oh, yes. You yeah. were so, like, in love. And yeah. then. Um, I met her too. Yeah. We all went to like she went to the live it. show. Yeah, we yeah. went to the live show. Uh, we also did the sound bath with Danny. We had That's ramen. Right. We had ramen. Yes. So I remember her. Yeah. And I thought you guys were great. So I was I was yeah. shocked to hear that things didn't work yeah. out. But I also like I like the, I want the tea. So like <laughs> what happened? <laughs> I mean, she's wonderful. Like I, if I was ready to get married now, it would have been with her. And one of the things that I realized in this relationship was I don't want to be in one. I want to prioritize my career. My career has been taking off. Yeah. You know, like I, I came out with this book, which I actually dedicated to her Aww. and I don't regret that in any yeah. way. I'm actually really happy because I did really love her. I mean, I still love her. And she was the first person that I committed to in like six years. Yeah. Like I, the last relationship I was in, I was, it was 2015. Yeah. And, um, and then, you know, this whole last year I was in a relationship. So, so it was like a whole year that you guys were together. Yeah. Was that a year ago when you, when you came on my show? No, but that, but we were obviously like dating and stuff, but okay, that was okay. the day she asked me, she like was like, I want to be your girlfriend. Okay. Okay. And I was like, I, I do too. Oh, I love it. Yeah. yeah. So wait, so like, so you guys broke up yeah. because of that. And how was like the healing process for you? You know, it was really hard. I think, you know, even knowing that I didn't, it wasn't right. It wasn't feeling right. Yeah. was its own process of grief because I had worked on myself for a really long time. Um, I was looking for a relationship at the yeah. time that I met her, or I wouldn't say looking, but very open to it. Like I knew yeah. that if the right person came, I thought I was ready, 
you know, and then this person came who was everything that I wanted and only for me to realize, like, I don't really have the time to have my career and a re- and show up to a relationship in the way that I want to show up. Yeah. Because there was a reason why I never committed to anyone before her for years. Mm-hmm. And it was because when I show up, I show up 150%. Yeah. And I wasn't going to give that to just anybody. You know, I think it's so important to really recognize that you should not give your exclusivity away to just anybody. Yeah. If you're trying to be in a monogamous relationship, which we were in a monogamous relationship. Oh, okay. You know, and something, and that was another thing that I also really realized in that relationship. Um, my relationship before that, the one in 2015 was a polyamorous relationship. Mm. And that relationship, I also, and it's so, both of them are Scorpios, <gasps> actually. Wow, you have a thing for Scorpios. I do. I think I healed it. Scorpios I don't think the next, hot. they're so hot. It's yeah, like, it's, uh, uh, the There's just so into oh the sex is next level yeah the sex like great oh yeah oh yeah but um but with both of the like with my polyamorous relationship when that ended you know while my ex that ex was wonderful and I have nothing but good things to say yeah. about them I like did leave that relationship feeling like. I don't want to do that again. I want to be someone's main squeeze. I want to feel completely wanted. I want to feel like, you know, I'm I'm the main reason you're here and that there is no one else. And before that relationship, I had actually like back to back to back had just like been side pieces to people. Mm. A lot of times I didn't even know. Oh, like I I've would been be there so many times too. I've been the side chick. Yeah. Like, I've been the side chick. There was like a phase where I was like, why do I, why am I always like the, the second side choice yep. or the, the side exactly. chick? I was never, yep. I was never anyone's like first option. And that exactly. like fucking broke me. Same. And yeah. So then I got into that polyamorous relationship and it was super loving, but I kept being hurt in the same way where I wasn't chosen. Mm-hmm. I didn't feel chosen, even yeah. though I was in that situation. And so that relationship actually, what was we the broke dynamic? up. Were they like married or were you like a secondary? Like what was I, that? We, so there weren't any, there was no primary partner language. Okay. Um, there was me, there was my ex and there was my ex's boyfriend. And so there were three of us. So I didn't have, I could date if I wanted to, but I wasn't really at the time. Yeah. Um, My ex and my ex's boyfriend were together before me. Okay. So they were already together, had been together. And then I met my ex and we got together. And And were you also in a relationship with? With the boyfriend? the boyfriend? No. Oh, okay, But we were okay. wonderful friends. He yeah. was just like the sweet, honestly, like all of them were just like the sweetest, most beautiful people. Yeah. The reason that the relationship ended was because my ex was from New Zealand and had to move back to New Zealand. Mm. And obviously like California, New Zealand, I mean, it's like a 30 hour flight. Yeah. That's, like that's, uh, we kept it going for six months and then I went to New Zealand for a month and you know, after that, I was sort of just being realistic. Like I can't afford to come here. You can't afford to come to LA, you know, like we were college students, like, you know, so that's hard. The situation sort of broke us up. But when we did, when that relationship did end, the one thing I really thought to myself was like, never again, I'm going to (laughs) be the, like the main person, the main squeeze. I want that. And so then when I met this partner who wanted me so completely and is a is a monogamist I was so here for it and so ready for it and the the other thing I realized in this relationship is I actually don't 
think I, I think I'm more monogamish. I definitely need to feed. I definitely need to be a primary and okay. I would want a primary, you know, mm-hmm. like I need to be, I want a nesting partner. I want to build a life. I want a life partner, but I, I want the ability to have connections with others. I'm the same way. I feel yeah. like I'm, I definitely thrive having like Brian as like my primary and then like everything else is like you're just having fun or yeah and it's an option it's on the table it's on the table you know it's like a buffet you're not going to eat everything you'd make yourself sick but like if I've been eating steak all this time and I want chicken you like the idea of just trying whatever you want to try yeah it's like we talked about in another episode where I was like saying what do you need to feel complete like oftentimes I just need the option. Yeah. I yeah. need to know that I can the and then I'm way. good. And then I'm good. Like, I like, I feel like Sagittarius and Aquarius are very, are oh, yeah. similar. I yep. feel like we're very similar. We're friendship like, sluts. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> yes. And my dad's a Sagittarius too. And my dad's such a friendship slut too. I love like he, it. Like always, he's always had like a lot of friends and oh, yeah. all that stuff. I love but. kissing my friends. Someone yeah. made a joke about me in college that Actually, my goal was never, to make a e apartment. I'm a makeout slut, but I won't kiss my friends. Yeah. I mean, that's, that's smart. Like, yeah. I learned that being in the gay community, we don't have that. We don't have the same uh, true, dating pool. Um, so I just, well, yeah, that's true. Yeah. I just think that for me, like I look at my friends, like family members. Yeah. So I like look at them as like, oh, like you're my like sister. 100%. So it's like this thing that I have friends like, I would never kiss. In fact, yeah. my best friend of like 15 years we're both gay, you know, and it's, and like, we actually came out around the same time. We're like basically each other's moms, you know, each other's like gay moms. Yeah. And whenever we would go out to parties together and just these like baby gays trying to meet girls, people would be like, Oh, you guys are like gay and your best friends. You obviously are like, and we were, we're both just like, like, she's so beautiful. She thinks I'm beautiful, but like, it's repulsive to think of. Yeah. Like it would be like hooking up with my sister. 1000%. It's like, it's not that I don't think like my friends are attractive. Like a lot, my friends are, all your friends are hot. Yeah. Yeah. All of them are hot, but I'm just like, I can't. Like, I'm not yeah. going to make out with Rose. <laughs> like, I love Rose. And she's got some great titties. Yeah. But, yep. like, I'm like, you're my big sister. Like, yeah. It's just, yeah. I get, I start to look at them as, like, family. Totally. So, like, totally. I think that's why it's always, like, been tough for me. But, yeah, like, I've, but it's like, I always hear these stories of, like, friends who just, like, make out and, like, hook up with each other. Like, oh, I feel yeah. like Kylie Jenner and her Stassi probably have, like, Oh, my God. They, I'd mean, watch make, that porno. I'd watch that porno, oh. too. Sometimes I think about it. Oh, God, me, too. Yeah. <laughs> I've masturbated to probably every single one of them, including Chris. I don't give a damn. They're hot. They're so freaking hot. <laughs> including Chris. I, one time, this is so, this is so, like, what is it? This is scandalous, but I'm going to just admit it on the pod. Yeah. I, one time. <laughs> had a really hot fantasy of like Kim and Kylie like making out did you and it just like it, my brain just started going there and, and I was like, like where's oh. my vibrator like it's, yeah. this is too hot to handle no I honestly I have <laughs> if they ever come I, on your podcast I mean I doubt it they're like broke no <laughs> see this they see the broke they're like we this don't want to see our vibe. With that. This, it, right, our, this, yeah. is, this is not our vibe it's off brand not our people yeah <laughs> like this is for the poor um, <laughs> but like I, yeah, no, I definitely think, like, Kylie's, like, bisexual. Like, I, I have to, like, One I of have, them has to be. There's 800 Kendall, of them. Kendall definitely I is gay. Waiting. I think definitely, I think Kendall's definitely gay. Oh. Not to, like, assume people's sexuality, but this is just for fun. Yeah. Um, yeah, all like the respect I'm, to Kendall. All due respect. You can yeah. love who you ever want to love. Yep. But deep down, I'm like, in my mind, you should be gay. Yeah. 
And I think Kylie should be like bisexual. Oh, I hope for it. Because I'm her, for it. her and her friends are like hot. Yeah. And they get very like sexual with each other and they're yeah. like in their little TikToks and shit that I'm like, oh, I need to be on TikTok like watching that. What am <laughs> I watching on TikTok? I'm watching cats. <laughs> <laughs> I'm on cat TikTok, too, don't worry. <laughs> but I'm also on a Kardashian TikTok. But um, yeah, but you know, so it's like dancing or whatever. They're like, they're actually kissing. So yeah. it's just like, oh, they are ki- what? Stop like, it. Have you not, like, when they're with their friends? I am like, so bad at keeping up with shit sometimes. How did I miss this? Keep up with the kissing Kardashians. Keep up with the kissing Kardashians. I mean, I'm here for it. Spin off. No, like, there's, you know, it's not, like, out there. Out there but it's just, yeah. I mean, it is. It's on their thing where they're, like, they even have, have this one specific one where they're all, like, mm. her and her friends are, like, lip singing to, like, I think it was, like, probably a Nicki Minaj song. And yeah. then, like, there was a scene where her and Stassi are about to, like, make out, but then, like, cuts. <gasps> so you don't see it. But oh you see God. that, like, they're, like, Ugh. about to. And I'm like, oh, my God, you guys have totally had I'm threesomes. I'm here to be teased. Like, yeah. I love that shit. <laughs> like, they've totally had threesomes with, like, Travis. I just I just had this I assumption. hope so. Honestly. Honestly. <laughs> if I was Travis Scott, I'd oh, be like, God. I'm going to fuck you and your friends. 100% I'm here for it I'm here for it Not and I creepy. hope in return that Kylie gets DP'd by Travis and his friends like <gasps> honestly yeah you know because like yeah sharing is caring sharing is caring and I really like I really like don't even think they're like in a real relationship I think they just Aww. like fuck to have kids and fuck to have fun like I, I don't mean, know as you should though yeah as you should I'm you not know? shaming no I, I just agree, think that yeah. they would never put out because I really just really think they're like more enm than they realize yeah like they're more open than they realize like yeah. i have also have this theory this is just i'm making things up you guys this is just don't i have no source <laughs> so like don't like actually take my this dreams as, like, are my source right I was, like this is don't take this as like breaking news but like you know with like tristan and chloe how he's oh, always yeah. cheating on here i'm like I bet you they're actually just have an open relationship, but don't want to be embarrassed. Yeah. You know, because it's just like they, they kind of have this thing where I think they don't want to be viewed as like baby mamas or they don't want to be viewed as like, you know, uh, like they, they do have a little bit of traditional sense to them. Yeah. But, um, even though we know that deep they're not. Yeah. But they um, break all the rules and we love it. We love it. Yeah. <laughs> but they're like, you know, super Christian, as they say, and yeah. like go to church. Um, no shade to that. But like, you know, so they try to have this like persona. But I'm like, no, I definitely think they're an open relationship. Yeah. But Tristan has just embarrassed her so many times. Yeah. And like that. Yeah. He's behaved in disrespectful ways. It's disgusting. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Chloe, you are a, a queen. Yeah. You we support you. So much better. But and you will get better. Yeah. Yeah. Because you're a queen. She's not listening to this. <laughs> Maybe she is. Ma- imagine she's a fan. This is just like me and my own ego. They're all listening. Yeah. <laughs> they but can't honestly, wait. they could they could be who who knows? Maybe it's like something they just put on. Yeah. Like we're gonna manifest that. Uh, yeah, we love them. Yeah. Why, why can't they love <laughs> like, us? I want them to love us, even though <laughs> we're the poor. Yeah. <laughs> we're the help. But we're anyways, help. um, Broco Therapy is sponsored by BetterHelp. If you had an extra hour in your day, what would you do? Would you go for a run, take a nap, read a book, show up for a friend? A lot of us spend our lives wishing we had more time. The question is, time for what? If time was unlimited, how would you use it? The best way to squeeze that special thing into your schedule is to know what's important to you and make it a priority. 
Therapy can help you find what matters to you so you can do more of it. I mentioned before that I went back to therapy and that was the best decision I've ever made because every time I leave a session, I do feel like I just got so much off my chest. I've been suffering with so much anxiety because I feel like sometimes I don't have time. I don't have time to get all this stuff done or I feel like I'm not worthy of doing a good job of the things that I have to do. And I know that stems from a lot of ADHD. So talking to my therapist, she really gives me the space to just vent and have those emotions. And she validates that and gives me the tool sets to be able to continue my day and to give me that confidence to remind myself that like I got this. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. Learn to make time for what makes you happy with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash BrokeGirl today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp.com slash BrokeGirl. Shout out to Claritin for supporting this episode and providing us with samples. Y'all know Claritin is literally the most on-brand sponsorship that I could get. There's been so many times that people have commented on an episode and been like, girl, blow your nose a little bit. Like, you sound real stuffy. Are you good? And all I needed was a Claritin to help treat my allergies. Especially right now when it's springtime, the flowers are blooming, pollen is in the air. Best believe I have my Claritin in my pocket. And I love her. I love my Claritin D because she helps me survive through this allergy season. And honestly, just helps me survive in general because y'all know I just have allergies all the time. (laughs) So if you guys are suffering with allergies, I would honestly suggest coming from the allergy queen myself to go and get yourself some Claritin D. Don't make yourself suffer, especially during allergy season. So go get yours, boo. Luckily, for those of us who live with symptoms of allergies, we can live Claritin Clear with Claritin D. Designed for serious allergy sufferers, Claritin D has two powerful ingredients in just one pill that relieve your allergy symptoms and decongest your nose so you can breathe better. Fast and powerful relief is just a quick trip away. Find Claritin D at the pharmacy counter. Ask for Claritin D at your local pharmacy counter. You don't even need a prescription. Go to Claritin.com right now for a discount so you can live Claritin clear. Use as directed. What back to you. Yes. Okay. What What do we want to know next? I don't know. What, what were you saying? Um, I felt, so you were talking about. We had I'm a kind of discovering there, that I want to just... be like monogamish. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. For sure. You know, just knowing that the option is on the table and that that won't hurt someone else, and like that can be expansive and fun for both of us. Yeah. You yeah. know, because that's the only way that like an open relationship or even a relationship is fun. It, it needs to be like. You just need to be happy more often than you're sad. Not saying that that's how I felt in my last relationship at all because I was actually super happy. I just started to realize I couldn't 
show up the way I wanted to. And maybe I was more, you know, open relationshipy than I realized, you know? And for me, like being a sex scholar, this is my work. So when I started to realize things weren't working, I was proactive, you know, I was like, okay, it's, I'm not going to drag this out. I'm going to cut the cord. You know, that is a very secure attachment style. Oh, my thanks. anxious attachment style is like, how, <laughs> how are you so effortlessly? Oh, doing? wasn't effortless girl. <laughs> the efforts were real. Yeah. Well, no, it there seems was, like it yeah. was just like a very mature and matter of fact decision. Like, I mean, I mean, I don't think she would call it that. Okay. I think she would still be hurt and be like, why? And you could have broken up with me better. And, Aww. you know, how did you break up with her? <laughs> Oh, wasn't no. really the best. What did you do? I did. <laughs> well, okay. So she was traveling. She's okay. from another country. So she was home and she was gone for a few months. Okay. And I was here and I was realizing like, I don't want to be in this relationship and I don't want to drag this out. And every time I talk to her, it's painful because I know that I am already moving. Like I know I've made a decision already. Right. You know? And so... She was coming back into town in a month and like Valentine's Day was right around the corner. And so I was like, okay, I, and she's an amazing partner. So I'm like, I know she's already planning Valentine's Day. I know she's like, I need to cut this off now. So I did it over Zoom. (laughs) Not Zoom. (laughs) I did it over, I zoomed on into that breakup. Why Zoom and not just like FaceTime? Um, I don't Android? know. I don't know. Why, why? So you just like scheduled a Zoom Honestly, call? it gets even worse. I was staying at her house. <laughs> I know. I know. I mean, I, I mean, someone had to feed the rabbit on New Year's. <laughs> so Someone had to do it. And it was you. And it was me. Oh my. So, wow. So like, was it, is, is Zoom just something you guys did all the time? Well, it was because of the long distance. Yeah. Okay. I think we... It's had, just like so random that it's Zoom and not like FaceTime. Yeah, I think we had like already a date, a Zoom date scheduled. Uh, and um I I just didn't want to drag it out. Which we which we yeah. which we which we so I'm it probably wasn't the best way, but I mean, we well, were way, there is no, I know there's no good way. That's really that was what my dad said when I like asked him and talked to him yeah. about it. And he he literally he was because I was just I like didn't know what to do. And my dad was like, you need, my my dog is named Momo. And he was like, pretend you're taking Momo to the vet to put her down and you just have to turn your heart off. And I was like, (sighs) oh, okay. I have to put my dog down. Like by the time this is out, my dog is probably Oh, but yeah, I'm so, so sorry. That's, that's okay. So Not to bring that up, let's just skip over that. <laughs> <laughs> I'll do an I'll do an episode later to cry about that. Yeah, not today. But yeah, I think I was I was just like overwhelmed, staying at her place, yeah. feeling trapped not because of her she didn't make me feel trapped I just felt claustrophobic yeah and we were on this zoom call and I just was honest about how I was feeling the zoom call didn't last very long um my god it sounds like the same thing as like when you get fired from a job like when I got fired I got fired like via zoom and it was just like this quick call be like okay thank you very much for your okay bye and it was just this like awkward like how do you end a zoom call breakup Yeah, I think she was the one who was like, I don't want to talk about this anymore. Oh, shit. I don't remember, though. It could have also been like, because there was also like not really a lot to say Mm because she didn't do anything wrong. Yeah. You know, I just didn't want to be there anymore. 
you know? Yeah. And it's funny because I had actually listened to a podcast um, uh, like a couple of days before. And it's this woman who's in her 60s who was divorcing her husband of like 25 years. Wow. And she's a public figure. And she was basically like, a lot of people are asking me, what's the tea? What's the drama? And she's like, you want to know what? I left my husband and I ended our marriage because I wanted to. And that was it. Right. And I related to that. I was just like, damn, she's right. You can leave a relationship because you want to. That is a valid enough reason. Yeah. And I left the relationship because I wanted to. And so... It wasn't like I, they were a know. horrible person. There no. was like there were they did something. They no. cheated. It was just no. like you know, long the, she the was relationship a didn't serve you. Because yeah. I think for like especially for me, someone who now I feel like I'm a more secure attachment style with yeah. like my boyfriend. But like in the past, like my relationships where I would describe myself as more of the anxious attachment yeah. style. Like it almost had to like wait till like everything just blew up in mm. order to like leave or they had to like leave me mm. and they had to like stop, like block me or whatever it is yeah. in order for it to end. So like the thought of just like, oh, you just want it. You just left because this relationship didn't serve you anymore. is like. Yeah. As I'm like, how? Yeah. Wasn't easy. <laughs> yeah. It, so, I mean, yeah. It, it's like the most mature thing you could do. Like, Thank uh, you. like I'm I, glad someone thinks so. Yeah. Like, I think it's <laughs> like, I think a lot of times people like I was on the phone with a friend yesterday and he was telling me like he broke up with his girlfriend. But for like the whole time in the relationship, he like didn't see like a future with her. Mm. And like, you know, she kind of gave him an ultimatum because I think they're together for like three, four years, like a oh, while. a long time. Yeah. Yeah. And like, she kind of get an ultimatum. Like, like the next step is like, do we get married, engaged or what? Like, yeah, it, it's just like, what's next? I can't just like keep doing chilling, it. Yeah. you know, like 100%. we need to like, what's, where 100%. are we going? Yep. And so it, you know, he finally was like, okay, like I really, you're right. Like I don't, I, I, I don't see a marriage with you. And so, like, they had yeah. to break up. And it's just, like, I was just thinking, oh, like, but you, so he knew that from, like, pretty much the beginning. Oh, whoa. And was still kind of mm. like, oh, maybe it will change, you know? Yeah, I've heard that. I think that's a common thing that people think yeah. about, you know? Yeah. But I think, like, I mean, three, four years. And yeah. you've known since from the beginning. It's like. Well, in the next relationship, trust your gut, bro. Yeah, exactly. That's <laughs> what I told you him. I was like, like, learn that lesson from this. I was like, yeah. you, like when you know, you know. As someone yeah. who's like, you know, uh, knowing that like I want to be, you know, forever, you know, or get married and commit to like my boyfriend now. Yeah. It's like, it, it's just one of those feelings. It's like, you know what you know. You do, so totally. like, if you have any just sense of doubt or you're like yeah. oh change later it's yeah. not going to yeah <laughs> like, no probably not no, probably not so so yeah. i think it's just like emotionally mature that you were like oh, caught yourself like oh wait i it this doesn't serve me anymore and not yeah. like in a bad way it's just yeah like, it just doesn't just and i can't wait for her to meet the person who's who is right and who is ready yeah. because she's was the best partner i've ever had you know Aww. like if you're listening, I, I hope you don't listen to this episode, but if you do, you're wonderful. And like, Aww. I'm so grateful for what we had. I know? wish my exes would say that about me. No, I don't think all my exes would say that about me. <laughs> really? Like, What do you think your exes would say? I haven't had many because I'm not, I, it takes me a lot to commit to someone. I mean, Sagittarius, you yeah, know? Yeah, yeah. Um, so I'd say like ex-lovers would probably say... God, that's such a good question. What would they say? 
I mean, I think some would say I'm a crazy bitch. It's are fine. you crazy? I when I was younger, when I was like not, you know, we're emotionally all mature. Yeah, we're all crazy when we're like, like twenty one. Oh yeah. When I like didn't know how to communicate what I wanted. Yes. And, and, I and then I had all these up. needs. Yeah. yeah. And then but also I was trying to be a cool girl. You oh, know, like a cool oh, girl. I'm a cool girl. It's fine. But you hurt me. I'm gonna kill you in your sleep, but I'm cool. No, yeah. it's chill. Like that that kind of craziness. Oh my god, you know? That was me. Like I, I think a lot of ex lovers when I was younger would call me crazy because I like would keep so much bottled up because I wanted to be cool. And then obviously I had needs that weren't being met that I wasn't even expressing. And then I would be like, fuck you for doing all of these things. No, no, no. And then like, they would be like, fucking... but you seemed so, but you were fine. You literally you, said you, you were literally fine. Were yeah. like, and I'm like, I'm, I'm okay. No issues. Yeah. Yeah. That was me. Yeah. Oh, Why? You know what's crazy? I've never dated a Sagittarius. Mm. Like I've, I don't even think I've ever attracted a Sagittarius. Mm. Is it because we're like the same? It might be. Yeah. Totally might be. Yeah. I feel like it was always like Cancers, Scorpio, oh. Gemini. Uh. Not even Libras. Mm. I don't know. Anyways, I was just yeah. thinking about my exes. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah. Virgos. Virgos is what the oh, mostly what I attract. I love Virgos too. Yeah. Kinky motherfuckers. Are they? The the ones that I've. <laughs> I was like, not mine. <laughs> but I'm pretty kinky. Okay. So, yeah. 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 I guess for me, when I've dated the Virgos, it was like at a time when I needed stability. Oh, like, they're so good at that. 1,000%. <laughs> like I've realized every point of my life, even friendships, mm. that I've attracted Virgos was when I felt the most lost in life. Mm. So like they kind of came around and like ga- steered the ship and like grounded me a little yeah. bit. So, so I love Virgos. Thank yeah. you. But if they're done with you. They're done. Yeah, yeah, and it's hurtful. Oh, 100%. Yeah. 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 They so, don't sugarcoat. <laughs> they don't sugarcoat, and they will let you know how they feel. Yeah. And they're kind of assholes. Yeah. Yeah. But I like it. I know. They're tough love. Because I like to be treated like shit. Oh, my God. I have a total kink for it. Like, now I've realized it, and <laughs> yes. it has a healthy outlet. And yes. But before, geez, you know, maybe I was a crazy bitch because I was dating crazy bitches. <laughs> but I loved it. Yeah. I loved it. it I had a so total mean girl kink. Oh, my God. Yes. Women who are like mean to me and would demean me. You have me. a mean girl kink? Oh, oh, such a mean girl kink. Not so much. You know, now, not really so much anymore. Yeah. But damn, for like 10 years. Yeah. Like, Were you like bullied and then all of a sudden you brought like the bullied. Maybe. God. <laughs> I I'm think it's kidding. because I'm submissive and I liked, uh, okay. I liked serving someone who yeah. felt powerful Yeah, and I attributed dominance to like people who are kind of mean. Yeah. You know, who do you date more men or women? God, you know, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's kind of even, okay. but it's interesting because it'll come in phases. Okay. Like it'll be like, I'll click into of walk, 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 that gender. Okay. And then, and then click out of that vibe and then click into another, you know, like that's what it, it happens for me, which is, it's really fascinating. I don't know what, what that is about. <laughs> You're like, it just keeps, maybe it's cause like I'm only hanging out with gay people and then I only date gay people. And then it you just, know, it's like within the circle. It's in within. Yeah. yeah. For me, like I've always wanted like hook up with a girl, or, like date a girl, but mm. I don't like, I think I like scream straight. <laughs> you know I mean I scream straight like yeah, if you don't you hear do. me talk about it you would well, never know that's true yeah You'd, like I was I wasn't shocked but I was like oh yeah. okay yeah like but I mean 
I don't know. Like, how do I? Because, for instance, mm. I went to a Kehlani concert. And, like, Kehlani, uh, you know. All the lesbians are there. All, oh, literally. Especially after she was in the L word. Yes. Like, like she, she's just, like, the lesbian Yeah, she's queen. our new, like, poster child. Exactly. And, like, I mean, even, like, I mean, everyone's attracted to her. Oh, like, she, how can and, you not be? If you're not, are you blind? Literally. Like. So, she had a concert in Oakland recently. And I was mm. like, yes, the lesbians are out. Oh, this is yep. my chance. Yep. Like, I'm going to, like meet someone yeah I don't know just like but I didn't because mm. <laughs> I'm like honestly I would just like make eyes with people like try to make eye I contact I think I was like on shrooms and oh, I think we, yeah probably it wasn't like the right vibe to like meet someone is like when you're on shrooms no no <laughs> I don't think I could like yes. I would it's, be like, too awkward oh yeah I'd be on outer space like yeah you know yeah, and I was also with HK. Oh, yeah. And so, I mean, not that he, like, looks straight, but I feel like... He doesn't look straight, but I think sometimes if you look straight as a woman and you're with a gay guy, yeah, lesbians will think you're a fag hag before they'll <gasps> think you're a, a lesbian. lesbian or a queer woman. That's true. Like, yeah. the, the, the girls I hang out with, like, gay guys, because I do hang yeah. out with a lot of gay guys. Yeah. So I'm a fag. I've been I've been told I was a fag hack before <laughs> by a guy though. He's like, oh, you're a fag. Because I was like, mm. I don't know, trying to like be friends with him. He's like, oh, I could totally tell you're a fag hack. And I was like, <laughs> which like is that an offensive term? I don't even know. I probably should. I don't know. I probably nah. shouldn't say it. But like, yeah. Oh, I mean, I shouldn't. Should neither of well, us you're say a, it? A fag. I know. I don't know. Whatever. It's hard. It's hard out here. <laughs> oh, but you're a fag. Yep, I am. I am a fag. Yeah. I, love, I love like calling myself a fag. I know, but I think it's rude to, for me as like an identified straight woman to yeah. call you a fag. Yeah, probably. But I like it me out of like out of total love. No, total love. Uh, on this couch, it's all love. <laughs> it's all love. Yeah. This is in, in the gay raj. Yeah, in the gay raj. <laughs> in the gay raj, it's, it's all, all love. love. <laughs> and it's okay. It's, and look, I mean, look how colorful our I background know. is. It's I totally know. fine. But okay, going back to like learning about something. Yeah. You uh, recently were talking, I saw something, oh God, now I'm like, because ADHD, mm. you, it was something about sex with a different attachment style. Yeah. I want to yeah. learn more what that is and what do you mean? And like, absolutely. Even, just even attachment styles in general. Like, let's yeah. just talk about it. Well, you know, sex activates our attachment styles and attachment styles are like, we, we, create our attachment styles. Well, not we, like the, our situations yeah. create our attachment styles as we grow up based on how our parents treated us, how our community treated us, the different norms we had to, you know, live by the different social rules, the different ways to be included. Um, and so there's four main attachment styles. There's anxious attachment style, avoidant attachment style, fearful attachment style, and God help me, Again, missing. fearful. Oh, what's fearful? Fearful is a mixture of avoidant and anxious. So it's sort of like I like uh, um this I woman. Like, okay. Uh, no, no. What were you gonna I say? Like, I feel like sometimes I could act avoidant with without that being on purpose. Totally. Like yeah. for instance, I'm in a, like a uh, you know like fighting or arguing with my boyfriend, mm -hmm. and I could feel myself about to like go crazy like my mm. inner like psycho latina you know i'm yeah. not latina and i don't mean to offense to latina we're just defending everybody we're, we're just defending everybody with love it's, with love but you know like there's a fiery passion thing yeah. that happens with us brown women um or just an aries thing. i don't know just i, I was gonna get really hot-headed yeah and so i like left the conversation mm -hmm. and just went to the room and didn't say anything because yeah. I needed to like, not because I was avoiding it. But I just needed to collect my thoughts. Yeah. But in that moment he was like, 
are you just running away from the problem? Like, I don't see mm. why you're like, you can't just like abandon me in this situation, which yeah. is like his anxious attachment style. Mm. But like, I felt like I've done that in the past with like people when I've argued with them. It's like, I kind of like draw back because I'm not yeah. really confrontational. Totally. And you know, a fearful attachment style is basically someone who wants connection. When you have connection, it can make you anxious. And then like, you will pull away. Like it's, <gasps> it's that mixture. I've done, you know, yeah. Like for me, my mom died when I was young. And so I wanted, you know, affection and a relationship really bad for a long time. My attachment style, by the way, was a fearful attachment style. Mm. So growing up, I was so thirsty for a relationship and for affection. And then the second I got affection, it was just complete self-sabotage. Like I wouldn't text back. I would pull away and then I would get mad. Like, why are you pulling away? But I've pulled away, you know, like all of this stuff. And there's this relationship coach that I worked with who's incredible named Sandra Fidelis, who has, who like calls it like always being single, but not by choice. And that was totally how I felt for a long time because I couldn't figure out how like I wanted a relationship. I was so good at being friends with people, like a great friend. But then when I got it, I would just completely avoid any way of being a good partner. And so it was this and so it would make me super anxious and then it would make me super avoidant. I feel like I kind of relate to that too because like, I mean, yeah. I definitely feel very anxious more so than avoidant. Yeah. And I feel like it always depends on the situation. Like yeah. um, when my boyfriend and I first started dating and he, I mean, he's a cancer, mm-hmm. I'm Aquarius. And like he cancers immediately as soon as they know they love you it's know, like game they, over they're so sweet let's let's take it to like the next level right yep. away and yep. for me it's like even though I knew he or, was a person I wanted to be in a relationship with and like yeah. could see myself with like have kids with whatever I was still like so scared that I had to like I broke up with him for mm. like a little bit just because I was like we need to like slow things down yeah because I can't I can't just jump into these phases with you and jump into just like being in love, even though I yeah. know that you are the right person. It's like, doesn't mean my feelings yeah. are, are like my comfort level is there yet. If that makes sense. Totally. Oh, Where it's absolutely. like, I need to take it slow. Like I love a slow love. Oh, me too. I love taking my time. Me too. You don't need to rush through shit. I hate yep. people who rush through stuff. Yep. And so I mean, think and what made me like love him was the fact that he really followed my flow, even though yeah. I know it wasn't the most natural thing for him, but he was willing to do it because like yeah. it was worth it to him. So, yeah. but yeah, but there was a point where it was like, oh, this guy's like, per- like perfect, like Aww. what the fuck? And so I was just kind of like having to like to draw myself back. But also like, I remember having so many conversations with myself, like, you know, like not to fuck it up, like not mm. to like sabotage it because I know that mm-hmm. I was capable of sabotaging relationships because totally. I've done that in the past. Totally. Where like, I remember my first boyfriend, my first love from 15 to 20 years old, we were together for like five years. We ended things because I kept ending things with him because mm. sometimes I'd be like, oh, I want to be single. Oh no, I love him. Oh no, I want to be single. Mm. I want to love him. And he was just like, you're so fucking indecisive. Like, He was a Virgo. Yeah. And he was just like done. And I was just kind of like, didn't know. I know when a Virgo's done, they're done. They're fucking done. And he was heartbroken. And and then I became even more heartbroken when he was completely done. Yeah. Because I've just dragged him through all of that stuff. So yeah, it's like 
But then, sorry, I'm just rambling. No, go for it. But then when I was like, you know, dating all of my 20s and like, mm. you know, had like these situationships, I was like, so, like I wanted love so bad or just mm. attention because I was so lonely that I would just get really like anxious. Like I didn't want to let them go. Yeah. But it was like crazy. Yeah. Well, totally. Because like, like I said, I couldn't tell them how I felt because I'm being the cool girl. Yep. But mm-hmm. meanwhile, I'm dying inside. Yep. And I don't want to let them go. Yeah. And I lose my mind and become obsessed with them. Yep. Because they let me go. Yeah. Anyways, so is that my fearful, what is that? (laughs) I mean, it sounds more anxious attachment style. Yeah, but it could be, I also think like, I mean, these, these like categories are great, but at the end of the day, like, I think we can all be a little bit of everything and also different partners can activate or different like situations can activate different responses in us and, and things like that. But, you know, like sex is a huge activator of our attachment styles. And so it's really great to be able to understand what your attachment style is. And then also understand that like sex can activate it. So if that does happen, you're aware, you know, and then your reactions are not going to be running the show. You can run the show. Like you can recognize like, okay, I had sex with this person. And because of my anxious attachment style, I had sex with them because I wanted them to like me. I didn't even check in with myself if I wanted to have sex or if I was ready for sex, you know, or or things like that. And it just gives you the ability to have a little bit more reflection and, you know, I mean, it's one of the things I work with people on in private coaching because because it is a more deeper thing, right? Like you you do need to go a little bit deeper. It has to do with how you were raised and things that happened, yeah. you know. Um, and what's so fascinating though is that anxious attachment styles and avoidant attachment styles always find each other always. and then trigger the fuck out of each other. That is me and my ex-boyfriend before Brian, mm. Virgo too. He's also Virgo. And like, complete avoidant like mm. he is textbook avoidant atta- mm. like every time there was like a situation that maybe i did that like hurt him or triggered him or whatever yeah he would just like block me and like would not respond oh and like Ugh. act like he didn't give a fuck about me oh and my anxious attachment style through the roof just through the yeah. roof like it just oh my god like yeah. it, i i mean I, back in the day i felt like emergency episode pods because i would go mm. on the show to like yeah. talk about the intervention you guys just want to talk about but <laughs> I went, like i went on the show to like talk about what happened and trying yeah. to navigate because he's not communicating with me like yeah he's blocked me avoided uh. the whole situation without it didn't even tell me why he was mad so uh. like i was on the show just trying to dissect through like my actions to be like what could have pissed him off yeah and so yeah and he just and that's how he behaved and like it was but it was like the most all of the we never had sex mm. but there was just like this passion and this like intensity yeah. in our energy yeah. that like even without the sex it was just mm. like it was like hot mm. it was like it was it was you're such an energetic like, yeah like i yeah loved it and mm. hated it at the same time. Mm. Like it was fucked yeah. up. Like how much of a fuck boy he was. Ugh. 
One of my friends told me the other day that my type is a fuckboy with a heart of gold. Yes, that's my type. Too. I feel like that's everybody's type, that though. Like, why lie? We all want yeah. that person. I think that's why, like, I want Brian to, like, get a side chick because, mm. like, he's not a fuckboy. Like, yeah. Uh, like, he's just the sweetest man. And I deserve that, yeah. you know? But I also have this other dark side of me that's mm. like, I want you to fuck me over. You know, yeah. but not actually fuck me over. No, and that will, and that's when you can like play with BDSM and, and yes. all types of shit and cockled, cuckolding. Yes, you know, and all yeah, that stuff. I definitely want to see him like have sex with someone else. Like yeah. it's stuff like that. Like I oh, want to, I want to so feel like hot. he's cheating on me without actually doing it. Totally, like just having full control. Of the oh situation. yeah. So, oh. am I fucked up. No, it's just hot and you're normal. Like, <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. in the same way. Like, so going back with this different navigating sex with a different intimate, like, uh, different attachment styles yeah. for other people. I mean, I think the best thing we can do for ourselves, especially if you're like single and dating, is like recognize what your attachment style is, make a list of your triggers, and then make a list of the responses. So if you make a list of your triggers, you can start to notice them ahead of time. Like if someone doesn't text me back in a certain amount of time, I I react like this. Or if someone leaves me on red, I react like this. Or, you know, whatever your triggers are. And then making a list of your responses. And then something that can be really helpful is to put like – all of the behaviors that you maybe don't like that you do that are a result of your attachment style, give them a name and like actually turn them into like a friend in your imagination. So that way you can show them some compassion and that'll just start because these are just different psychological tricks to become conscious of the things that you're subconsciously doing. Once you become conscious of it, it can't like, drive the car anymore and drive you off a cliff you know you can start driving the car and getting more aware right and you can also set yourself up for success so if you make a list of your triggers and you recognize like oh this group of friends makes me anxious and the people that I meet through them tend to be avoidant or they or this group of friends like the these these group of friends treat me some sort of way so I'm going to be meeting people who are going to also treat me some sort of way maybe I avoid those folks maybe I avoid this situation you know making a list of your triggers is so helpful because if a trigger does happen, you obviously can't control everything. So if a trigger does happen, you'll be aware of it and you'll know how you are going to respond and can kind of catch yourself and and be more conscious. Or you can take it a step further and recognize how to not even put yourself in the scenario where you'll get triggered. Because sometimes it is so familiar for us to be activated by these things that we subconsciously start looking for them. Oof, 1000%. Yeah. Yeah. So like, I mean, I, that was the best advice ever. Cause I've never even thought about just like, thank you. We always think about like putting down the list of like our perfect match. Oh yeah. Know? Or yeah. like, but what about like the stuff that triggers us? Like oh, that's yeah. like, I think that's like very important. Like yeah. that was great advice. So period. Uh, <laughs> I've said period way more than I usually do I on my regular basis. I love when people say period. Yeah. But um, so how about like going back to like some of the anxious attachment style. Like yeah. what if they're like trying to like have their whole face but they have this attachment style. Like an anxious attachment yeah, person so they're trying like, to have they, a hoe face. Yeah. Like they tend to like grow feelings on them, you know, yeah. quickly. Like how do you navigate like making sure to not become super anxious yeah I would say it goes back to figuring out how you feel complete in an erotic situation Uh and recognizing every situation will be different so like if you're going through a hoe phase and you're out at the club like maybe you just want to dance with like three different hot dudes and just get that validation that like three different people want you yeah Um, maybe you just want to make out maybe you 
want to get eaten out or, you know, like me. So figuring out like, and checking in with yourself in that moment and realizing like, at what point do I feel satisfied? And when you feel satisfied, that's when you stop. You know, and that can be like a hard piece because obviously there's like the people pleasing coming in and like one textbook behavior of anxious attachment styles is people pleasing. And so you might like realize like, oh, I made out with this person and they've been flirting with me all night and I feel good. But now they're inviting me back to their place. And if I say no, then they're not going to like me anymore. And all of those things start to come into play. And that's why it's important to make your list of triggers and recognize like, oh, that's a response to my trigger. I'm triggered right now. Yeah. You know? Yeah. But sometimes a dick just be so good. Yeah. So if you, I mean, you know, (laughs) how do you like not want to like fall in love, even though Mm. you know that this person isn't, the right person have you ever like when that ha- usually yeah. that's you that's my I maybe mean, that's yeah. my trigger because like it's is when you know like because i don't follow with everyone i have sex with yeah but for someone like let let's say like i have a good conversation with there is great like energy yeah and you know there's a flow of like yeah, yeah like i just love a com- good conversation yeah. and then also like they're making me feel sexy they're mm-hmm. like making me feel like very validated and then like, plus they like know how to fucking yeah. lay it on me they're making me come more than this mm-hmm. other guy you know like i'm just this is based off of a true person. Yeah. <laughs> and so like, how can you not, you know, yeah. even though it's like, they're saying, Oh, I, I don't want a relationship. I just want to like hook up. And so you're like, tap into the cool girl. And you're like, yeah, yeah. no, me too. Cause you, fuck that. Horny. Don't tap into the cool girl. Okay. Tap into the real girl and be like, I don't want that. You know, I think yeah. if, if that is the situation, like the best thing you could do for yourself is just be honest about where you're at, even if it'll make them go away. Yeah. Um, because being the cool girl will serve everybody but you, you know, yeah. like I learned that, that means, yeah. the hard way. Definitely. But I think sometimes I didn't even realize in those moments that I was playing the cool girl. Yeah. You totally. know, sometimes you don't realize you're doing it. Oh no, it. not totally. Because you're kind of like, you know what? Yeah. Because, you know. Again, like, even though we're not in a relationship, you're fucking horny. Yeah. So you want to, like, you want to fuck somebody and yeah. you want to fuck this person you have a connection with. Totally. But yeah, they don't want a relationship. So it's just, like, <sighs> that was that was always, like, the my, like, cycle yeah. that, that I had when I was, like, dating in my 20s. And yeah. I know a lot of people go through that, too, because oh, I get for sure. tons of emails. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. I mean, in those situations, it's best not to create patterns because yeah. then you start to create the boyfriend experience or the girlfriend experience, but you're not actually going to be someone's boyfriend or girlfriend, right? Yeah. And so no, like, good morning texts or good night texts. Like, you know, create, like, like yeah, like, don't set up any patterns. Um be honest with how you're feeling with yourself and that person, um, mm. especially with yourself. If you are in that situation and you aren't sure like how to communicate it to that person, write them a letter you're not going to send. So that way you can get clear on what's going on with you and what maybe you're truly pissed off about. Yeah. Um, and also, you know, like sometimes following a fantasy all the way through and not censoring yourself. Like if you like someone, they don't want a relationship, but you do, it can feel scary to start fantasizing about it because it's like, Oh, what if I'm going to hurt myself more? But what's really interesting (sighs) is fun to fantasize sometimes. Yeah. Even if it's just like delusional, (laughs) but sometimes if you really get into that delusional fantasy, 
once the fantasy starts working itself out, your mind is going to start becoming more realistic and putting obstacles in the fantasy. Like mm. it, like your brain isn't a movie, it's a brain. Yeah. So you can start the fantasy and the fantasy will start maybe like a movie and you'll be getting this adrenaline rush and all of these bad because this person isn't going to give you what you hope in the fantasy. Yeah. But at some point your brain is also going to start kicking in and showing you images of like, Oh, this is what it might actually be like to be with this person. And it won't be perfect. And you will fight or your brain will remind you of things that they do. Like we censor ourselves so much when we fantasize and it's actually really healthy and cathartic to fantasize without shame. And so if you use fantasy as a way to just like explore and go deep into a connection, it can often like give you the medicine that you need to like not get too attached to something or someone. Like the reality of the situation. Yeah. yeah. No, that's so true. Cause I think that like, I remember my therapist was saying that like, I was actually pretty good at like thinking of the longevity of the relationship. Yeah. And like thinking like, yeah, I get really delusional, but like we all do. But yeah. But then like, for instance, my last ex, Mm. like we loved each other again, very toxic, but we knew deep down we weren't meant to be together, Mm. but it was just like. Again, just we. it was hard to let go when you really care for someone. So it's like I've already thought of this, even though I was like delusional in the situation of our romance in the moment, I was still thinking of like the longevity of how things would play out. Yeah. Like when reality hits and you have to like live together and split the bills yeah. or, yeah. you know, like who are they, what kind of like father or mother they're going to yeah. be. And you start thinking about these things and it like kind of hits with like, Oh, maybe they're, they're not yeah. like, the right person. You totally. Know? And also so. like as much as it can hurt, like, you learn how to be less delusional by getting hurt by your own delusions. Ooh. You know, sometimes period. you just got to go down the windy road and like get into the car accident to realize you got to drive better. Yeah, that's so true. Yeah. Yeah, I think that like, especially when someone's in their like delusions, it's hard to like let them get them out. Like you no, see your you friends. You got to let it roll all the way through. Yeah, like you see your <laughs> friends are like, God damn, they're kind of being an idiot right yeah. now. Yeah. And you want to let them know, yeah. but then like, it's kind of like, you just gotta, gotta let it, gotta run let them course. like keep going until they, you know, they need Cause that's you. the lesson. Like, have you, like, I bet with Brian now, you wouldn't have the relationship you had if you didn't make all the mistakes you had made. Oh, 1000%. And like, that's why, even though the delusions are painful, they are their own medicine. They serve their purpose, you yeah. know? And yeah. it's like, there is no hack yeah. really that can fix the process. The process is going to be the process. Right. And there are certainly ways to heal and there are certainly ways to become more conscious and aware and, and be your best self. But the other part of living your life is, is making the mistakes for sure, and, and feeling the pain because the pain will also be the lesson. The pain will stop you from making the mistake again. Like you need to know that fire can burn you or else you'll walk right into a fire. Exactly. Yeah. Cause no, cause by the time, time like I you know started dating Brian I was it was like it was pretty Mm. shortly after my ex but I was so hurt like to the point where it was like it it did kill the fantasy of like love Mm. you know and not in a bad way it just gave me the realities of what love is what what real love is the redirection yeah the redirection of what the right love that I deserve and so it was like by the time I met Brian I was like 
listen, and I had these boundaries. I was like, we're not about to, like, if, if we're going to be together and you decide to, like, have me as your girlfriend, like, you have to ask me. I never used to yeah. care about, like. That's so funny with my most recent ex. I said yeah. the same thing. You did? Yeah. Yeah. Are we the same? <laughs> I mean, same? I hope so because I love you so much. Yes. It would be such a compliment. That's so funny. <laughs> but yeah, no, we always, because before I used to never care about the labels yeah. or whatever, like, like the cool peer girl. pressure. Fuck that shit. I know, or like the peer pressure of like having yeah. that, you know, anniversary date or whatever. And it was just like, Listen, it's just, it's the clarity. It's not even yeah. the romanticness of like you like ask me to be your girlfriend. It's just like, I need, we need to be on the right page. Yeah. You know, totally. like, so it was like, by the time I got to him, I was just like, I wasn't even like delusional about, I or yeah. I didn't, I didn't really fantasize or get delusional about a relationship. Cause I was really just like so hurt from yeah. like the last 10 years of like my yeah. dating experience shit that shows, I was which like, I relate to yeah totally so many shit to. shows that I was just like listen yeah. I don't got time yeah like if you know if you're gonna leave leave I, yeah. I've already established I could do this on my own but yeah here's here's how like you need to come correct you know yeah. and so it was like it, you know as someone who's been like a people pleaser my entire life it was like cool to like see that in me and to yeah. see that like see that like oh wait like when a person cares they show up it's so easy it, it, truly it's, oh my god totally hard. absolutely <laughs> absolutely yeah yeah and I always think that we're always like feel and I and I, I sense this in a lot of people who like send me their messages too mm. where they, it feels like it's hard to f be loved yeah but it's like for the right person it's gonna be it's easy not. for them to love you 100 oh, percent. and you can i know you can never Sorry. say the wrong thing to the right person and you can never say the right thing to the wrong person did i say that right is it the other Repeat way around again. god damn it <laughs> it's like this saying that i love and i can never say it right okay you yeah. can never say the wrong thing to the right person okay you can never say the right thing to the wrong person yes 1000 yeah. percent. yeah for sure and, and that explains like my two relationships back to back oh, to help to the so unhealthy. much of my yeah so much yeah. of my bullshit <laughs> yes. good lord yeah so yeah I mean I guess like maybe for like avoidant attachment styles like what's kind of like how do you navigate like intimacy through that and like sex and stuff for someone who's like avoidant well it's interesting because avoidant attachment styles tend Probably the best to yep yep <laughs> and you want to know why it's because it's studies actually show they prioritize their pleasure because they're Ooh. not looking for other things from the sex. They're just looking for the sex. When you're just looking for the sex, then you can prioritize your pleasure. But with other type of attachment styles, you're looking for, are you good? Do you want me? Do you want me? Do you right, want me? Right. You know? And so then you're not prioritizing your own pleasure. Um, so yeah. yeah, with, I mean, and with sex and avoidant attachment styles, I think one thing with avoidant attachment styles that is going to serve those folks really, really well is taking things slow. And again, also that same thing, list of triggers and list of responses, because a big, res an often response is like ghosting, leave, like yeah. doing these things that are just so mean that so you don't mean. need to do that can yeah. really, really hurt someone else. Yeah, and so I'm if you're an anxious, right. I know, right, we got to stretch. Free, free feet pics. Feeties. Yeah. If, um, if you are an anxious attachment style, like write down all of the ways that you do dip out of relationships and create like a template of just phrases you can say to someone like, 
I'm sorry. I need to take a step back. You may not hear from me for a few months. And if that anxious attachment style person, I'm just going to assume that they're an anxious attachment style. But if you say that to someone and then they start blowing up your phone, whatever, well, you've now told them what your boundary is and they're overstepping your boundary. So now you're within your rights to, to like block them, to do whatever you need to do, you know? Your only job, if you're someone listening and you have an avoidant attachment style, is just to communicate that you need space. And if you do that and someone doesn't respect your space, that's on them. But if you need space, you don't communicate that and you bounce and you don't talk to people, yeah, you're kind of an asshole. Come on. Like, it's not nice. And so, and that's, you know, it's, it's funny cause it's actually like so simple. <laughs> it's so simple. But I remember he told me, cause he's also just like a narcissist. I don't know. Mm. He was like, oh, cause I was like, why are you like trying, just ignoring oh, the situation? Yeah. And not letting me know like why or anything. So he was like, oh, go figure it out yourself. Like he wanted me. He told you that? Yeah. He wanted me to like. Okay. That's not the template. Everybody. <laughs> <laughs> That is not the template. Do not take notes from my ex. No. But like he wanted me to like solve the mystery myself and to sit with myself and to think about my actions and what it could be. Nah. Like he was like, that's so fucked up to do to your partner. That's not the way. I want you to sit with yourself and think about what you did It does actually sound like narcissistic behavior. Yeah. And like think about what you did, but I'm not going to tell you what you did and why you made me upset. I want you to figure out yourself. It's Uh -uh. like that... Is no. not okay. That's just manipulation. Mind yeah. games. Like, I sneeze. Continue. Pineapple. <laughs> I know. Pineapple, pineapple. It's, not it's the strawberry. It's like that orgasm that never <laughs> the, the comes. The orgasm that... <laughs> uh, you know sneezing can feel like an orgasm. Oh, 1,000%. Like, your nose can get a boner. Oh, Did you I, know that? I orgasm all the time then because I sneeze <laughs> all the time and it feels You're just so, so orgasmic. And like, yes. And like, sometimes I like like to sneeze loud because it feels good oh like, hell yeah when you like just release yeah. it like Achoo! It's just oh totally about it is, your oh. nose has erectile tissue people like there's a reason I that shit coming. feels good yeah <laughs> i be coming and that's why a lot of people sneeze before during and after sex it's because they're what? aroused and so if you're getting an erection in your genitals you may very well be getting erected in your nose <gasps> I'm going to make sure I do that. The more you know. The more you know. This I just is why allergies. we need sex ed in school. Yeah. <laughs> Imagine just learning that in Fuck seventh grade. Fuck abstinence. Your nose gets a boner. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> if I learn that in seventh grade and I sneeze all the time, I, I bet you all the oh kids are like, oh, you had a boner. Oh, my God. I can only imagine. <laughs> I'd be like, oh, my God. We, you know. Yeah. Oh, totally. Or I would sneeze and be like, sorry, I was just turned on by you or something like that. I don't yeah. know. I could see myself in middle school playing with that. But yeah. anyways, where are we out of time? over an hour what? oh my god the time just so flew quick. by i loved it well is there anything else maybe to cover about the attachment styles and intimacy and all and all of that if you are a fearful attachment style because oh, okay. i yeah. think that's the only one we didn't cover if you're a fearful attachment style um name your fears you know really try to figure out what they are because your fears are running the show and triggering your avoidant and anxious attachment styles. And so a really great exercise to do, laughter is the best medicine for fear. Um, When you realize what your fear is, loneliness, abandonment, whatever, make a really funny, stupid story about it and give your fear like a weird name. Like Bun Bun, the loneliness snowman, got lost on the way to the party and that's why he feels so lonely. (laughs) And like, just make a quick little funny sentence about it. And if you're someone, because sometimes I've heard from clients when I give that advice that, 
that sounds overwhelming. They're not writers. They're not readers. They're not, right. you know, that's not their strong suit. Another great technique is called name it to tame it. So when you feel a fear coming up in your body, say it. I feel scared right now. Or even say it in your own mind. When you name the feeling that's happening in your body that feels like it's overwhelming and controlling you, it'll dissipate. Mm. And so those yeah. that would be the, but I, but I think the one overarching thing for any, all of us, because we all have an attachment style, yeah. is to just list your triggers, list your responses, get to know them. So that way it's not throwing you these curveballs. And that's me too. It's, I'm so rude in my own show having my folks just go <laughs> You're off just so most, popular. It's probably the same person. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, sorry, continue. I, that's it. That's, yeah. you know, and then love yourself. Be gentle with your journey. We all yeah. got issues. We literally all have teen issues. We all have teen issues, issues. Grown issues. <laughs> oh my God. It doesn't stop nope. with age. Nope. No. It just gets better. Yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah. It does though, because at least we can come now. <laughs> you know what? Exactly. Get a vibrator. It gets yeah. better. <laughs> and you don't have to wait till marriage to do so. No. So. No. Unless you want to. That yeah. If you want to and that's an alignment, that's no that's shame. totally empowering. But um but you don't need to. And that's yeah. that, that. That's it. Well, that's it. Bye. Well, <laughs> well, I love you. I love you and too. I, this was so much fun. I like. I, I can keep talking for. I can listen to you talk oh. for hours, like just about it. Like you're, I feel like you're just so like. You're just so. You're like a very elegant person. Thank you. Like you really are like so well put together and elegant. I love that. Even though you're like not. Like you don't have like a because I have such a potty mouth. Yeah, so exactly. I love I love that you think I'm elegant because I'm over here like let's have better anal sex. Poop happens, <laughs> right? But like, but you say it in such a like classy way. Something about it. I don't know. Stop it's like it. it's like you just I don't know. Do you guys know what I mean? Do you guys see what I'm <laughs> like? I'm not crazy, right? But anyways plug yourself uh follow me at pleasure science on tiktok and instagram if you need help with your sex life i do coaching go to pleasurescience.com i have a program called the 60 day sex breakthrough that is really awesome i also do sex astrology readings astrology and sex but you could just go to pleasurescience.com and find me everywhere and i have a book check out my book yes all that shit is there and the links are down below um, all right, so follow me, Stephanie Megan, or go to brocotherapy.com. All that shit is there. Love you guys. And sign up for Patreon, so I'm not going to be in Yeah, Rose's sign up for her, for her Patreon, because we can't be in the gay Raj forever. <laughs> the gay we got to come out of the closet in gay Raj. The- <laughs> yes, donations to get out of the closet. All right, love you guys. Bye. <laughs> Broke Girl Therapy. Broke Girl Therapy. Hey there, this is Justin Bartha. I made a funny new podcast, King of the Egg Cream. It has the greatest cast in the history of podcasts with actors like Louis Black. I'm torn by my feelings for two women. Bobby Cannavale. You can eat it, or if someone hits you, you can put it on your cut. Melanie Linsky. I wonder what these marvelous things are that look just like boiled chicken feet. Jason Ritter. I can break things and pick locks and kill people. Michael Stuhlbarg. The whole point is to inspire people that they should make themselves better. Ari Grainer. No, don't whet its appetite. What are you, an idiot? Me, Justin Martha. That's not just any egg cream, that's a Lemke's special. And all narrated by the hilarious Richard Kind. This is the story of Harry Dalowitz. And how he rose from nothing to become New York's King of the Egg Cream. So if you like funny true stories, come listen to King of the Egg Cream, available wherever you get your podcasts.